and good morning. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and this is Things You Might Have Heard. This is for the day that is today. It happens to happen to be Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. I am here to give you your news side piece dose of the day. As your supplemental news source, we like to fill you in on the best in information, politics, current events, and pop culture, and things that might not make it to the mainstream media evening newscast. These aren't the things that Rachel Maddow took her time. She only does one day a week, so she can only get so much in in her time. But we give you what we can to give you what we can. Some of the big stories would have been a better perspective from a guy who actually has a news background and some of the lesser stories, some of the weirder stories that get missed that, you know, are kind of interesting. And you tell us that is how the, what the case is. You literally vet the news stories. We'll explain more of that about the process. Simply, you go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and you help us pick the stories. We'll explain more deeper detail in that once we get past the headlines, get those through first. But let's do that. And we'll remind you that because we want to keep this thing on track, you can stop by our website when you want a chance to see what we do with all behind the scenes at this is the conversationproject.com. We'll talk more about that, more salesy stuff in a bit. But we have back there other programs we could create, uh, ways you can help support the show, and just kind of the backlog, back catalog of stuff we do. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We have a little bit of a technology thing going on. Hopefully things are in sync. Hopefully things don't sound too bad. We, we plugged in some new things and, and fed the squirrels. So the wheels are going. So we'll see how this goes for today. Same as some comments, either live, if you're watching this live, or in the, the ether of the replay of how it worked out for you. And we will do what we can to adjust on the fly, if possible. Let's get to the stories for today. Eight of them vetted by you, curated by me. Starting off with this story that we knew was coming. One of the worst kept secrets in politics is Tim Scott says GOP voters have a hunger or positive conservative message as he declares his 2024 candidacy. Now, let me go back to my time spending hard time, if you will, in conservative talk news. As a, if you can watch this video, a black person who actually leans more or less um, towards the conservative side, not quite a Republican, but, you know, right of center, I can tell you that Republican voters, GOP voters, love them some black candidates. They love Herman Cain. They loved Herman Cain. They love Ben Carson. And they seem to love Tim Scott. The problem is they vote for Donald Trump. So there is your rub on that end. Tim Scott wants to be non-Trump. He wants to use his story, his message, how he actually pulled himself up from bootstraps, uh, raised by a single mother in poor poverty and found a way to become a senator. Now, remember, he was actually appointed senator. He was actually a representative. But that's beside the point. Tim Scott wants to be your second black president. Third, if you count Clinton, and we'll see what chance he has. The problem is Donald Trump ain't going nowhere. And Ron DeSantis says when Donald Trump goes, he's going to take that spot. We will see what's going on. Two people from South Carolina going for that, both Nikki Haley, former governor, and Tim Scott. We'll see what that means for the big grand scheme of stuff. Our next story for the day, Russian TV celebrates its as it reports the capture of Bakhmut, comparing it to Berlin in 1945. <laughs> Sorry for the little giggle there. Russian TV says they have basically captured Bakhmut. Now, the president of the nation of Ukraine is saying not quite, but they pretty much destroyed it. So there you go. Bakhmut has become a symbol for the Russian aggression against the Ukrainian, a war, if you will, uh, where uh, they've just wanted to capture this one tiny place. It's actually got some, it actually has some value, some actually decent value as a... <coughs> place uh, in the war 
at least it did till they shelled it to to, to to pieces there are literally no civilians left there nothing but troops and as the russians actually say they've captured it they also seem to be leaving it because there's nothing there for them to do but wait around and be shot by the last batch of ukrainians who were there We'll see what this plays out into the main screen media, how this actually works out. But in the meantime, uh, Russia has this as a win, at least they tell us it's a win, while Ukraine is saying they're still holding on to it, it's not quite there, and they're still fighting back. Still waiting for that spring offensive whenever it comes, as summer makes its way across uh, the, the world, the northern hemisphere at least. But we're still waiting for that spring offensive that's supposed to uh, overturn, over topple things. If the big story we'll probably talk about later is the, the Ukrainian squad that infiltrated Russia and the Russian forces who are fighting against for freedom up there. We'll probably pop that tomorrow if you deem it conversational in our news feeds. Today, but today, we'll talk about this story from yesterday. Uber suspends its DEI chief after she hosted events titled Don't Call Me Karen. And why I have Pearl Jam in the back of my head, I it's just what I do. But a person named Bo Young Lee, she's Uber's Chief of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion suspended after having these conferences, these little events. Uber will lose its license to operate in London at the end of the month. Uh, DoorDash found a way to uh, make it profitable for food delivery, so that keeps them out of debt. And these events called Don't Call Me Karen in April, and one actually last week, uh, were uh, right now the biggest things that are going on. Uh, the latest Don't Call Me Karen event was intended to be a, quote, open and honest conversation about race. But employees of color felt it was more of a lecture. The CEO and chief people officer asked Lee to go on leave following complaints. Of course, we know what the term Karen is, and it's explained in the article because you have to do that for pure journalism. Uh, and it's just a weirdness that, um, that one should call it this because it seems pretty offensive on that case. And two, uh, the actual content of the seminars did not quite go down the way they should. It should have been inclusivity, and it turned out to be just pretty much offensive. Let's move on to the fourth story for today. A judge enters not guilty plea for suspect in stabbing death of four University of Idaho students. Brian Kohlberger, 28, Charged with burglary and four counts of first-degree murder in connection with the slayings of Madison Mogan, Kaylee Conflazlez, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin at a rental house near the University of Idaho campus in Moscow, Idaho. He was sent before a judge yesterday. The judge asked for his plea. He stood silent, so the judge put in his plea of not guilty. We will have this one go on. This seems like one of the worst true crime shows ever. It just... It just has all the cheese and all the kind of bluster of something like that. This is an actual crime going on like now. This is not 10 years later with Dateline uh, doing an expose on it. This is not the, oh, the pesky DNA guy saying, oh, the pesky DNA. This is, you know, real time. And it is just so bizarre watching it happen. I, it, it, I, I feel for the people around the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho, who are living this thing, this hell, you know, in, in real time. But this whole thing just seems so surreal as it plays itself out. And it is playing itself out. And the eyes of the nation, I'll say the world, are watching. Double your pleasure, double your fun. It's two for Tuesday and two for Trumps today. Two Trump stories starting off with E. Jean Carroll, who is back seeking very substantial damages from Donald Trump's comments from Town Hall. Now, this gets confusing 
very confusing. She was granted $5 million from her suit that she won, you know, two weeks ago uh, for defamation and um, not quite rape, but sexual assault. Then Donald Trump next day went on and said, I don't know this lady, but she's a whack job. She's crazy. All this other stuff. So she's suing for more. Technically, she's asking to open up the suit that was filed while he was president. That's been on hold because he was president and the numbers get kind of weird. We're not sure if she's asking for another five million or another 10 million for a total of 10 million or a total of 15 million. So that gets back and forth. But we're going to see whether this thing actually goes forward. Remember, she won one defamation case. She's asking for more because he kept defaming her literally days after losing the defamation case. Trump number two. This one may be a bit more disturbing, maybe a bit more of a serious issue. Trump was warned about retaining classified documents. Notes revealed. So federal prosecutors are investigating whether Donald Trump's failure to fully comply with the subpoena was a deliberate act of obstruction because he was subpoenaed to return his documents that he took because he said President's Records Act says the president can take the records or take the records he wants to. If he wants to take the Marvin Gaye's and the Sam Sam Cooks. He gets those records. They're his, but that's not how it works. Presidential Records Act means that the Library of Congress controls everything the president basically touches. So it is there for history, prosperity. So we can learn from the past. That's not what happened. Donald Trump took stuff. And we don't know what he took. Um, and literally took him out of the envelopes. So they don't know what's going on out there. And it was subpoenaed. Now, what we've learned lately is that basically every president since Reagan has screwed up and took home documents. Yes. But every president since Reagan, once they were found out, essentially turned him in because they were asked to. Donald Trump was subpoenaed and he fought the subpoena until we got to the whole they raided my house, yada, 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 yada. The problem is Trump was essentially warned many times about the handling of documents, the taking of documents, what he could do with documents and how to declassify documents, which is not done because he, he mentally said it and poof, they're magically done. We shall see how this plays out as well, as this is a bigger deal, if you will, than E. Jean Carroll, big deal on its own. But this one has the actual national implications, as opposed to the other guy, other one, just showing that he's a jerk. And no one seems to care about that. Our next story. California man dies in car accident while helping ducks cross road. Witness tells police. A 17-year-old driver struck a man in the roadway while he was trying to help some ducklings, police said. The man died at the scene of the accident. The 12-year-old boy who witnessed the man's kind action said the man was helping the ducks avoid traffic. The intersection was closed until about 2 a.m. local time Friday after the crash. Um, Witnesses said um, the picture was just, you know, a guy. It's just, just, it's like a Norman Rockwell picture. Some dude walking the street, getting ducks across the road to keep them safe, and then he was hit by another driver. Go to the link for the story. It's a USA Today story, or look for it online for more deeper details. This is a sad story. This is one of those things that, like I said, Rachel Maddow probably didn't have time for last night in her monologue. But these are some of the things that we like to provide for you as supplements, things to know, things to kind of have in your little coffee chats in the morning about stories happening out there. Here's a coffee chat that should scare you. Pretty, pretty much to hell. Over 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate goes missing from train. Let me read the notes from the robot editor. A sealed train containing 30 tons of a potentially explosive chemical went missing in April, and no one has any clue where it went. The best guess is that it leaked out during the train's two-plus weeks journey from Wyoming to California. 
a real car carrying Dymo, Dymo Noble cargo left Wyoming on April 12th and arrived in California empty. The rail carrier Union Pacific said its investigation was in its early stages. Oh, I bet it is. A sealed train leaked ammonium nitrate across half the country early this year, so it's possible, and the weeds between the rails started growing particularly well. I see mutants coming. I see mutants coming. I see mutants coming. I also see our teaser story for today. This is a new story that we can talk about tomorrow if you deem it worthy of the chat chat. So you do that by going to our feeds. This is the part where I explain how you are a part of the show and make things happen. We talk about the stories that you want me to talk about. That's simple. You do it by following our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. We put out a news story headline every 50 minutes or so, so you can enjoy it. You can read it. You can learn more about what's going on and be in the know more or less real time. It, you know, every 50 minutes, sometimes stories get backed up. So sometimes it takes a while to get the stories. That's the truth. But what you see here at our feeds on Facebook, facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation is stories that you can engage in. And as you engage in it, it's a vote for the plus or minus of chatting about it. Like it, love it, hate it, share it. The more you engage in a story, the better chance we have of chatting it up the next day and for the weekend, the weekend, if you will. This story happens. I said, we're, and we're, what we're doing is we're actually spotlighting not the fact that the Denver Nuggets made the, made the playoffs, the finals, for the first time in franchise history, not the fact that their MVP, uh, league MVP, two-time league MVP, has now broken a record for triple doubles that was held by Will Chamberlain. We're talking about Bron Bron, LeBron, because it's his world and we know it. The 20-year veteran at 38 years old with a little left in the tank and wants to play with his son who just started college or is going to start college this season um, at USC, I believe, I'm going off the top of my head, uh, is thinking about retirement maybe. LeBron James' cryptic message to the world at his press conference after losing uh, Game 4 against the Nuggets, swept by the Nuggets, but of course they had the, the emotional hero act against the uh, Golden State Warriors in the last part of the series, having to come back to beat them and, and kind of stifle the dynasty that was Steph Curry's and friends. The Lakers wins, uh, of course, uh, LeBron was able to win in Miami and then in Cleveland. The Laker wins have been a bit not so much. We will see what's going to happen. But after 20 years, we know Carmelo Anthony has, has retired after 19. Uh, LeBron gets an extra year because he played. He came straight out of high school. So the same age, same kind of tread. LeBron James seemingly in better shape, in better shape to do more things. We'll see what happens. Talking way too much about this, but we'll really chat this up tomorrow if you deem this worthy by going to the feeds. Don't let my chatter now get in the way of talking up. If you want to talk LeBron, we'll talk LeBron if you engage in the story highly enough. Now we're going to talk about sponsors because sponsors make the world go around and sponsors help keep this thing going, um, hopefully fairly well. We're going to talk about the chess store. One of our, I'll call them minor sponsors, but one of the sponsors that are really near and dear and loved to my heart. My daughter fell in love with the game of chess about five years ago, maybe even longer than that. I think maybe she was four when she started playing chess. She's uh, just hit the ripe old age of 11, so she's all surly and mean now. But she's been loving chess for quite some time, and it's something that we enjoy here as a family. I like to play her, and she tends to beat me because I'm not very good at it. 
but we also play on some pretty nice chess sets thanks to the sponsor here, the chess door. Uh, they don't have cheesy, cheap chess sets. They have nice, beautiful wooden sets, metal sets, sets that are made in themes, and the travel sets aren't really, as I said already, cheesy and cheap. They're great-looking travel sets that you can take around and, and look good playing chess and maybe, you know, entice a few people who aren't so much into the game to uh, coming over. If chess is your game or was your game or you want to be your game, the chess store has the game board for you. Go to this is the conversationproject.com slash the chess store. This is the conversationproject.com, the chess store, and visit them today. This is an affiliate link, so we get a little cut back from anything you purchase there. You can go to our sponsors page at our main website and see many of our title sponsors, the sponsors we have here in this program and other shows as well. But this is the one that I really, really love. I love me some of the chess store. I love me some chess. I'm horrible at it. But while, you know, Junior is still playing chess, we're going to do the best to do that as, as we can. So check it out. The chess door may be your source for your brand new beautiful chess set for your home, for your lobby, for your office, or for your travels. Let's talk about us. Us. The Conversation Project lives at this, this is conversationproject.com, the home for the weekly wrap-up podcast. The weekly wrap-up podcast is essentially this thing, except we go straight by the stats. We'll give you the top 10 stories per the numbers of actual numbers. We, we, we take your account directly into what's going on, not just me curating stories. So today I gave you eight stories. Those eight stories came from the top 15. So I looked at top to bottom. Tim Scott was actually number 15, but we did it first because it's kind of important. Uh, Tim Scott probably won't make the, the weekly wrap-up based on those numbers, but we'll see what happens come Friday and Saturday when we produce that show. Also, the newly redubbed uh, show, which is now the story of the week, one story from the top 10, which we'll go deeper into. That comes out as well. And you can see all those things at the website. Plus, uh, sign up for our newsletters. Make sure you're signed up for this video series if you're not signed up for it, not subscribed on our various things. Sign up for our TikTok. We're going to find some time. Guess what? The coolest thing about now Summer vacation is now, and there's no more drop-off and pick-up for school, which means I get a little extra time to do extra more creative before I go to the day job. So we will see more creative stuff and more TikToks coming. No dances, because I can't dance. No singing. Well, there might be some singing, but either I can't sing, but more TikToks are coming. Go to our website, This is the Conversation Project, and find out how to join us in all those places. And if you deem the conversation and the product, you know, fairly good, Go to our partnerships page and see if there are ways that you want to help us get better at this. And by get better at this, I mean give us money. Because giving us money will help us get better at this. It works like that, trust me. Uh, but we live at theconversationproject.com. The best thing you do is, of course, follow us on our feeds and tell us what stories to get into and engage with us and share the podcast, share the video, share the love, share what we got going on to the world. But you can share some funds as well. It would help. Let's get on with it. Now that we've done all the salesy stuff, it is time to have some fun. Fun things for today, starting off with the birthdays for May 23rd. Happy birthday to that old bag, Joan Collins, 90 years old today. Uh, known famous for being the sister of Jackie Collins, the writer, and of course, Dynasty. The original brand, not that old cheap CW stuff they tried to put out last year, uh, a couple years ago. This is the real stuff, going back to the 80s, going back to shoulder pads, going back to people slapping each other dramatically. I guess they still do that on the Housewives, and but so that that's there. But that's reality. That's scripted. This stuff, we'll script it, 
seem so real. Joan Collins turning 90 years old on the day. Happy birthday. Still out there looking ravaging, looking elegant, doing the thing and doing the darlings. Drew Carey turning 65 on the day today. Drew Carey, of course, made famous by a show called The Drew Carey Show. Uh, comedian before that, making his way into the world. And, of course, now the bearded, long-haired freak that runs The Price is Right. Drew Carey turning 65 on the day. And Ken Jennings, another game show host, 49 years old on the day, being famous from the show Jeopardy by winning it a couple times. And then, because he's got a big personality, wrote some books, and was able to kind of turn that into the host of, of Jeopardy after the death of Alex Trebek. Not sure if he's the full host, because I'm not sure if they've actually um, gotten rid of uh, me and Bialik. Uh, she's no longer, she's like she's not doing parts of it or something like that. So Ken Jennings may be the official host of Jeopardy, doing the primetime thing it just had on TV and doing most of the, the work so far. Congratulations for hitting that burst mark for all three folks on the day. Let's move on to some history. Back in the day on the 23rd of May, going back to 1877, Grace Ingalls was born in Burr Oak, Iowa. Six months later, the Ingalls family returned to Walnut Grove, Minnesota, where they were from. Which may sound familiar. Grace's sister, Laura, made the Ingalls famous with her books, Little House on the Prairie, which turned into a uh, TV series of the same name from the Little House on the Prairie book. There are a lot of Little House books, Little House in the Big Woods, Little House, all these things like that. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, um, uh, be able to um, capitalize on that one. In 1929, the first talking cartoon of Mickey Mouse called The Carnival Kid was released. And in 1934, this is one of the, um, if you like true crime, you got to really go to the real stuff, the big stuff, the old stuff, the classics. Bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde were ambushed by police and killed in Black Lake, Louisiana. Uh, one thing that came about from Bonnie and Clyde being killed in um, Louisiana is something called Bonnie and Clyde Trade Days. They actually made a um, flea market uh, that came out once a month of near Black Lake uh, where people come out to the Bonnie and Clyde because... It's a steal what you find at Bonnie and Clyde. This is one of the most classic and, and just coolest, even though it's really bloody and deadly, um, stories of capers of old-time criminals from back in the day. If you don't know the story of Bonnie and Clyde, check it out today. It's a page-turner even in 2023. On this day, May 23rd, we celebrate Lucky Penny Day. Find a penny, pick it up all day long, you have good luck, or something like that. Do you have a Lucky Penny? Do you hate pennies? Pennies are not exactly the uh, staple they were, you know, 100 years ago or even 10 years ago or even a few years ago. Pennies are essentially the bane of the existence of money right now. So if you have a penny and you find it lucky, hold on to it tight because you may be the only person. Uh, trying to trade in pennies for real money is a pain in the to shook us these days, and it is what it is. But today, we're going to give it some love. Love to the penny. The lucky penny, of course. On this day and finally one more thing you might not have heard this is a big one every once in a while less often than a few years ago you'll open a bag of potato chips and see one which isn't like the others it's greenish especially around the edges why potatoes grow underground and are shielded from sunlight usually sometimes parts emerge above ground and those sections turn green as chlorophyll develops most green potatoes don't make it to the stores but on occasion, a green-tinted potato may find its way into a potato chip factory and, eventually, a slice may sneak into a bag of chips. Chlorophyll is non-toxic and harmless, 
But as the website Mental Floss points out, in a process of potato going green, conditions are also right for it to synthesize more of a poison called solanine. Solanine, in large amounts, is really bad for you. It can cause vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, and even paralysis of the central nervous system. Much like Olean did, but that's a whole other story. But you don't have to worry too much. One would have to eat about 20 or so green potatoes in a day to fall ill. That are full green potatoes, not one or two green chips. A medium-sized potato yields about 36 chips. There you go. So it's safe to say that if you ate two, 720 potato chips in a day, you're going to get sick, even if the chips aren't of the green variety. So if you come across a green chip, you're probably okay. We'll go with that. And we'll go with that as we wrap up on this day, at least while we speak these words. It is still Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023, as I wrap up the video. So maybe you're watching this on this day. Maybe you watched it live and did this. Maybe you're going to listen to this in the future on the podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the family, part of the show, being with us for all the grand things that you do for everyone and for us in the short term because we need the eyeballs. We need people watching what's going on. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's lovely to have you here with us on any day. It's lovely to be here any day with, with you. So make sure you are staying hydrated. The water bottle already made an appearance on the video early. Stay uh, limber and on task for all the grand things we need you to do for the world. The people out there that need you, need you to show up for work, need you to be there in their lives. Sometimes you may find you are the one thing that makes a difference that no one else can can figure out why. You do the one simple thing that makes there. There was there was a there was a person at work as I'm going along today. There was a guy at work, a manager at work who I didn't even work for. But every so often when I was having a bad day, you know, the news was bad, the the producing was bad, my talent was bad, and I was having a rough day just dealing with stuff. He would throw out, you know, a compliment for some really randomish thing, something that was extremely small, like, like hey, thanks for showing up at the remote and picking up trash, or thanks for um, being there to turn the buttons on the knobs when, when the guy didn't show up, things like that. And it would, you know, make a difference. You don't know how sometimes those things make a real difference. So be prepared to do those. And if you just, you know, like being you, we like you being you as well. In the meantime, we're going to wrap up officially. Stop rambling, stop talking, and prepare for another full day work of play of posting news stories every 50 minutes. So we are doing that. We're posting stories right now. And you just need to go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and engage. The more engaged you get, the better chance we have to talk up a story. Will we be talking up the uh, basketball legend of, of Mr. LeBron James tomorrow? Only you can tell us that story. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much.